Hey everybody. I always do a creepy guess at the beginning. I'm just gonna have to do it. <laughs> yes. Okay, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. We have a treat for you guys today. Let's just get Chris out of the way. Let's do a wellness check on Chris. Chris, everything okay? You do CrossFit today, yeah. buddy? Yeah, no, I'm fine. Go ahead. Okay, good, good. I'm glad you, you're there. So, uh, everybody, um, let's just get into it. Every week, Chris and I come out here, and as I kind of describe it to my friends and family, we just kind of get naked on the internet. We we put it all out there together. Yeah, that's, we that's, we that tell sounds, people yeah, what we're good right. at. We tell people what we're experts at. And we tell people what we're not so great at. And we're just truthful about it. And when we know something about Google Ads, which we know a lot about, we share it. We try to help you guys out with our knowledge. But when we don't know something about Google Ads and we're not experts in it, Google Shopping, a lot of Bing, the scripts, which we'll talk about today, we're just open with it. And we try to find the top experts and bring them on the show um, so we can all learn from them together. And that's what we're doing today with scripts. A lot of people ask us about scripts. We get so many questions about that. And usually we just answer like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. We're going to talk about that, but uh, we just haven't talked about it yet. But the truth is we haven't talked about it because we don't do it that much and we don't know about it. But since we were getting so many questions, I thought we would bring on who I call the king of scripts, Fred Valles from Optimizer. Fred, how's it going? I'm well. How are you, Jason? Thanks for bringing me on as the scripts expert. Well, you've been one of the first 500 employees at Google. You've done conferences around the world. And today you're on the Paid Search Podcast. So Yes, it's the, the, it's the pinnacle of everything. Now I can retire. <laughs> Good. Well, Fred, let me, uh, let me give everyone a little bit about your background before we get into scripts. You were one of the first 500 employees at Google. You were at Google while they grew, if I'm correct, from 500 employees to 60,000. You spent 10 years building AdWords with your hands. You built the AdWords editor with your hands and you helped acquire the company that became Google Analytics. So you've been fundamental to the, to the growth of AdWords and you've seen it, I guess, grow from nothing to the beast it is today. But you're also, you're big on scripts. So I think what happened is you, you left Google, you got in the trenches doing management on your own. And then you said, there's got to be a better way. This is actually very manual intensive when you saw it from our side. And then you built up, you co-founded Optimizer, a leading AdWords and PPC management software, which our audience is familiar with because I talk about it every other week. Yeah. And you know they all know uh, I talk about it because it really has helped my business and helped me scale. Um, but when I think of Optimizer, when I think of scripts, when I think of softwares, I think of you. Uh, you're the first person that came to mind because there's so many articles you've written, so many conferences you've done on scripts. So I guess our first question to start off is what are Google ad scripts? And then I also want to know, why are you the king of scripts? How did you become the scripts expert? Because it is such a unique part of Google ads. Yeah, no, I mean, so scripts are this uh, really fundamental system. It's a JavaScript, basically a flavor of JavaScript. But you're able to write it yourself and put it into a Google Ads account and now also even a Bing Ads account. And once you put it in there, you can put it on an automation, on a schedule. And because it's code-based, you can really automate almost any aspect that you would otherwise have to do manually. Um, and so at, at a very basic level, you would think about automating a very simple task. But because you can now automate, you can actually think about much more complex tasks as well that you wouldn't have even have done manually because they would have been so time-consuming. 
Um, and, and that's sort of how I got into it, right? So you you said that I, I built AdWords with my hands. Actually, it was more with my mind, I think. Um, you, you know, I was not on the engineering side, so I was not writing the code, but it was more on the, like, hey, what should we be doing to make advertising easier? And so I was so happy having been uh, one of the first people on the AdWords editor team, and we thought we'd done this amazing job of making Google Ads really easy for bigger accounts and multi-account management. And then, like you said, like I got into the trenches after I left Google and I was like, oh my God, this is actually much harder than we thought it was. Like there's so many manual things that you still have to do despite all the tools that are available. Um, and by the way, there were tools available, but a lot of them are really expensive. And so me, I was charging my clients like 10% of ad spend. And then somebody comes along and says, well, we'll take 5% of that just to be your tool. And I'm like, well, then I, I don't make a living anymore, right? Um, and on the flip side, I could have done things manually, but then I can't scale my business. And so I, I wasn't happy with that. And um, the timing was really fortunate for me because Google Ads had just come out with uh, AdWords scripts at the time. And, and they had existed for a little while inside of AdWords, like it was an internal product. And then they released it publicly and they found out nobody was using it. Like people were like JavaScript. Why would I do JavaScript when I'm doing marketing and Google AdWords? Um, and so I ended up having lunch with one of my former friends uh, after I'd left Google at Google and, and he was a product manager on this and he said, oh, it's so sad. We've got this amazing tool and really nobody's been picking it up. And so I went home that afternoon after lunch and I wrote my first automation. I was like, oh my God, this is like totally blown my mind. Like this thing that I would have literally spent four hours for a client and then that client would have wanted me to do it every single week. So four hours a week to run this one report. I can build it once and then I can automate it and then I'm done with it. And now I can do it for 10 clients, 20 clients, 50 clients, and it's not any extra work for me. Um, and so I was super excited about it. And then I started writing, blogging, speaking about it. And that's how we got here. Well, that's interesting. Um, there's some things that words and names of businesses that I never quite understand. And then it hits me like years later, like an example would be HBO. I never understood that it was home box office. Well, movies at home. Okay, I get it. Uh, and same thing with AdWords scripts. I had never, and again, we just put it out there, Fred. I had never connected the word AdWords scripts with JavaScript. And that leads to one of our questions from a listener. Uh, Kuba was on Facebook and they wanted to know, when you're trying to learn these scripts and these pieces of code that you apply to a Google Ads account, do you have to understand coding and JavaScript and have a background in that to use scripts effectively? Um, how, how much does that play a role? Yeah, I mean, and that's the nice thing. You don't really have to know coding all that much. So thanks to the scripts that I put out there, the ones that Daniel Gilbert puts out, the ones that other people put out, you can literally grab a piece of code, copy and paste it. And if you can change like one line of code, which has an email address in it, you're basically tweaking that to the degree that now you're going to get the report as, a, as opposed to somebody else gets the report, right? So it's very, very simple if you want to keep it simple. Um, and so it's it's just it's an it's a free tool in your toolbox. You can go to Free AdWords Scripts, which is a site that we own, and you can pick up a whole bunch of scripts and just like copy paste, and you're done with it. Um, but what super excites me is the is the fact that okay, now there's this methodology. Like say, uh, we have a script that's going to automatically add keywords to an account if it finds a good search query with high performance. Well, how you and I define good performance for a search query could be very different. Um, how your different clients think about it, like what are their CPA goals? What are ROAS goals? Uh, that's all different, right? So now you can actually get into the code and start tweaking it and it does exactly what you need it to do, but you didn't have to start from scratch. 
Um, now, if you do want to start from scratch, great, you can do that too. And if you know JavaScript, then obviously you're going to uh, have an easier start with this. But no, if you can copy and paste and change one or two things in a piece of code, you're good. Right. So it sounds like uh, I have a website. I don't know how to code my website, but I know how to change a link with the HTML from open in a new tab versus open on this page. So sounds like as long as you can maybe go to those sites you mentioned, look at some of these scripts, not change the core of the script, but change the things around it that just make sense when you're reading through it. Anybody, any of our listeners, including myself, can start using scripts more. But that, of course, leads to the question. We have a lot of AdWords managers. And Chris, I know you have a question about scripts for individual versus bulk scripts for an MCC account. Yeah. So um, as Jason said, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I've never really put time into it. I know that it's been out there. A lot of our listeners have talked about it. And we basically said we just don't really use scripts. And if I start getting into scripts, my biggest issue is how can I do this without spending my entire day copying across all of my clients, right? I mean, I I have a bunch of clients and maybe not every one of them, maybe 95% of them need a certain script. Is there a way to scale that across all of them? Now, that's a great question. And so initially scripts just worked for individual accounts. Now they work for MCC accounts, but I was having that exact frustration. So I'd written these automations and now I had to copy and paste them in 50 accounts. And then I made an enhancement to how the script worked and I had to go back to all 50 accounts and update the code. Um, And all of a sudden, like I was just as busy as I was before, but I was just busy now, like with the copy and paste and editing the code as opposed to going into the Google ads interface. And so there's many components to this puzzle, right? Like you can go really simple and just have one script that runs at the MCC level and basically does the same thing on all the connected accounts. Um, and, and to be very precise here, but there is a limitation of 50 accounts can be done in one script run at a time. And that's a Google limitation. So Google can say this, a script at the MCC level will pick up 50 accounts and process them all at the same time in the 30 minutes that the script can run. Now, if you have more than 50 accounts, you could install two copies of the script and have them operate on different accounts. Or you can do little tricks where you say, well, we're actually going to save which 50 accounts we've done. And the next hour, we're going to start off with the next 50 and keep doing that until we're done. And then we'll go back to the top. The next layer of complexity in managing multiple accounts that comes in is, like I said, you have different requirements. And even if it's something as stupid, simple as um, we have a account level quality score that needs to be emailed. Well, it needs to be emailed to different people depending on who the account owner is or who the account manager is. So even changing the email address, that's a level of complexity. If you put it in the MCC script, you now have to have some sort of a mapping that says for this account, send it to this one, for this account to that one. And that's fine if you have one setting, but a lot of times the scripts gets get more complex. You want to do like uh, check for broken landing pages. Some of your clients say it's fine, just pause it if it's broken. Others say just send me an email. Others say turn it on automatically if it's fixed. Um, and then others say don't, right? So now you get all these combinations of possibilities and that's where it gets complex to manage these scripts across many clients. And that's where you can do things like bring in a Google spreadsheet. So Google spreadsheets can be natively connected to a, uh, an AdWords script. And that basically says uh, when the script starts running, it looks at the Google spreadsheet, it looks up the account uh, ID, and then it says, okay, what are the settings for that account? What do I need to do? Um, You maintain it through a spreadsheet. That's how I was doing it in the beginning. 
But then that was still complex. It's still a little bit prone to errors. Um, you know, code is funny in that if you forget a semicolon, the whole thing can break. Uh, if you break it for one client, okay, fine, you can probably deal with that. If you break it for 50 clients, it's probably a bigger issue, right? So what we did with Optimizer is we built what we call enhanced scripts. We put a, a front end, a graphical user interface, like what you're used to, on top of it. So your settings are through dropdowns, uh, input boxes that are error checked, and then that feeds into what needs to be done for every account. Um, so that's sort of the most high-end way to run this across many accounts. But but of course, then you have to have a subscription. Okay. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I thought. So because most of the time when I'm doing these types of scripts, you're exactly right. These are the issues that I'm going to run into. Um, like I said at the beginning, it was, it'd be 95% of my accounts that are connected, not every one of them. So so yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with Optimizer, as Jason has, has said. We both uh, use the system, although we use it uh, differently. But um, that makes sense. Uh, so it sounds like for something, if someone's not using Optimizer, they would essentially have to custom write or have someone help them that has an understanding in JavaScript, help them write something like this that would work for them using a spreadsheet and using scripts uh, at a bulk level. Exactly. And I think, um, I mean, I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure there are samples out there that kind of say, here's a a spreadsheet that you could use for it. And once you've done that once, then you can easily leverage across multiple script functionalities that you would have. And it's not particularly complex. And that's sort of the other thing then, right? So now we're getting into, uh, like you said, you have to bring someone on to do this for you. But the nice thing is this is a form of JavaScript. Uh, I want to say millions of developers probably know JavaScript. So it's not particularly hard to find someone who can do this for you. Uh, But the hardest part becomes you are the product manager. You have to clearly define what it is you're trying to achieve what the inputs and the outputs are. Um, And as far as the inputs and outputs, I mean, I think that's a pretty important thing. So a lot of account managers are relatively vague when it comes to saying what they need as the output, right? So you might say, I need a report that talks about, you know, quality score, something like that. So, but what does that look like? Is that a PDF report? Is that a spreadsheet report? If it's in a spreadsheet, what kind of columns and rows do you need? Uh, Because oftentimes, like in the back of your head, it's not just about getting the quality score, like you want a list of maybe the ad groups that you need to optimize. And so if you don't clearly communicate the format that helps you put that thing into your next piece of work, I bet you the developer is going to build something that it is what you said it needed to be, but it's not what you thought it should be. Right. And now you have to go back and uh, and start from scratch. Yeah. Okay. Okay. so so let's let's forget all the complicated stuff, you know, and let's assume that we have something that's working. I mean, I'll show a little how little I know about scripts here at this point. How do I know? And because part of my my work is to go in and look at an account and see what's been done, you know, what's been changed, what's happened since the last time I checked it. Is there an easy way for me to see what script has done what, even if it's done something in error? Uh, that I didn't want, you know, see a list of changes that have been made. So how can I see that? Is there an easy way to see that? Yeah, I mean, so any changes that the scripts do, they go into a logging section. So when you go into the scripts interface, there's one piece where you put in the code and where you schedule it. And then there's a separate section where you see the logs. Uh, The logs, there's, at the most basic level, it'll just say, this is how many changes were made to keywords, to budgets, to bids, and here's the list of those. If you want to get into more detail to understand how did the code figure out that this was the correct bid, then you have to make sure that the script that you've written or that you're copying has that more detailed logging 
where they kind of take you through the steps of the process. And so you can have up to 10,000 lines of output for each script run that says, here's what was done. I use that extensively. So, you know, when I'm doing a budget management script and I'm calculating day of week patterns, like I want to validate that the day of week calculation seems right. So it actually spits that out into the logs. Now, once I've gotten to that comfort level and I know it's doing what I what it needs to do, I don't look at that anymore. I look at how many changes it's made. But if ever something funny comes up and I'm like, I need to understand why, I can go into that code. I can go into the logs and fully understand it. Okay. I'm dealing with my fear here, right? You know, this is something new. And especially because it gets into an area that, I mean, I'm sure lots of people, they can know AdWords very well. But when it comes to codes and scripts and language like JavaScript, I mean, it's it's Greek. And I don't even have an interest in understanding how it works. So that's it's comforting to know that there is a log for something like that. So... Okay, so I have uh, Jason. Um, I have one more question. If I can, while I, while I have Fred's attention here, I'm just going to hog the mic. Um, I want to know. This is something specific that I deal with. That just is a daily type of thing that that drives me crazy. Would you recommend any specific scripts that uh, can track for things like uh, issues with uh, approval for credit card? I mean, can it track something at the level of the account uh, as for billing? And you also mentioned it briefly. You mentioned, you know, ad approvals, bulk disapprovals for ads, you know, even down from one to a bunch. And what are the options on how Google can alert us? Because I'd be looking for that email going directly to me so that I can investigate it. Yeah, you're definitely not the first to ask for that. Unfortunately, Google doesn't expose the billing through uh, the scripting system. So credit card or billing method being down, that is not reported. Now, the workaround that we have is we we wrote a little script that says, let's look for outages as reflected in for some number of hours. There are no impressions. And you tell us how many hours, right? So obviously, if you have a client who shuts down their ads six hours of the night, then you don't want to look at a six-hour window. You might want to look at a seven-hour window. So the script is flexible. That is one of the things you tell it is how many hours do we need to look And if we have zero impressions over that period, um, either the billing is down or there's another issue going on, but send an email, tell the person to go and look at it. Um, So that's how we do that one. When it comes to the ad disapprovals, that is available. One nice thing about scripts is they can connect to any report that Google has. So virtually anything you can see in the interface um, at the campaign ad group sort of keyword level, that you can get through reports. And the approval status is one of those things and this uh, disapproval reason. So, yes, you could write a script that says, look for a mass disapproval. Now, what becomes tricky about that that is that scripts technically don't have sort of a, a, a way to look back in history, right? So when it comes to metrics, the script can say, well, how, what were my clicks last week versus this week? That's very easy. But when it comes to stuff that's an attribute, an attribute being um, an approval status, an enabled versus paused status, right? These things are not historically kept by AdWords. It is what it is at this moment in time. Uh, there you have to then figure out how do I save the previous disapproved ads value and then compare it to the next one so that I can flag something that's a big discrepancy. And again, there are tricks to do this. That's where spreadsheets come in so handily, but you do have to get a bit more creative there. Okay. Well, that's very interesting. I think, uh, you know, it's exciting 
to know that, I mean, all the years that I've been using AdWords, that there is, you know, yet an unexplored area that my stubbornness has refused to uh, relent and, and let me explore. But uh, I appreciate it. That, that sounds really interesting, especially for someone like me. I like to have hands-on and to work with the campaign. And, you know, I think starting for me, just for our listeners, because they're very familiar with Jason and I's, you know, frame of thought on, on how we approach AdWords. So, you know, in my head right now, I'm thinking I like the idea of some of these simpler ideas. I mean, to tell you the truth, at this point, I think I'm against a lot of the complex management that I hear a lot of people talk about. I read about on on blogs about do this and you can check for these type of competitors on there. It sounds too complex for me, but what you've talked about seems like something that can avoid a couple hours a week for me, you know, of, of things that I check. So that sounds something approachable. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I suppose if you look at sort of levels of scripts, like uh, there's reporting, there's anomaly detection, and then there's complex management. And so if you do a reporting script or an anomaly detection type script, like the other thing that puts people's minds at ease in the beginning of using scripts is these are just going to spit out some finding. They're not built to make changes to the account. So it's really low risk. Ah, um, okay. It's a great way to get started. And then like yourself and Jason, if you have a very specific methodology that you like to follow, and now you're starting to see this payoff and you're like, well, at least some portions of it could be automated. Like for myself thinking about ad testing, right? Like I'm never going to have the computer write the ads for me, but actually doing statistical significance analysis and figuring out winners and losers, like that's not something I need to do. I mean, that's straight up math. And if I can come into the office in the morning and have a list that's like, these are the losing ads, automatically already removed because we knew that you'd still have at least two ads running. Um, and here's a spreadsheet that's already clean and set up for use with the AdWords editor or bulk uploads. And all you need to do is put in new ads. Like that's automating 75% of the work of doing ad optimization. Um, but it's still leaving me in control of that final decision, the creative component, um, and just being a marketer and knowing what I need to put in those ads to, to compel people to buy from me. Okay. That's yeah, cool. let's get into a couple of listener questions, and then we're going to talk Bing. Um, and then I want to talk Optimizer, because the more I hear about these codes, I'm, I'm just getting a little mad, uh, because I have an issue with coding, and I just, I have a love for Optimizer, and I want to, I want to tell everyone about that. But, but first, a uh, quick question from Keel from Twitter. They were wondering, are these scripts that are out there online, is this stuff that Google puts out officially? Do they put out official scripts, or... Are scripts basically open to anybody that knows how to do JavaScript? And is it kind of like you can make up whatever script you want to make up? What are the kind of rules or the road with Google on these? Yeah, I guess it's sort of the Wild West. And uh, maybe Google's trying to be a little bit of the sheriff. But uh, ultimately, it's it's pretty much if you want to do it, you can do it. And that leads to funny situations, right? I mean, so we see close variants having recently been made more aggressive on exact match, where a similar meaning is now a type of closed variant. Well, if you don't like closed variants, you can actually undo them by just literally saying, if I have an exact match keyword and any query comes in that's not exactly that, put in a negative keyword for it, right? So you still have, you'll get some impressions before the system um, figures it out, but you can almost undo what Google's trying to do. Now, Google's not a fan of this because of course they believe it's a good thing for the system. They believe they might make more money that way. Um, but but also, I mean, I've looked at it, right? So there are 
like Britney Spears, you can misspell Britney Spears, I think, 457 ways. Like if I was selling a Britney Spears poster, that's a really old (laughs) reference, right? But, uh, But yeah, I mean, how would I put in every single misspelling of Britney Spears and still sell the stuff that I'm trying to sell, right? So to a large degree, these things are helpful, but we do see edge cases. And if we think about, you know, what Google's looking at in aggregate, the system is getting better. In aggregate, targeting is getting better. But for me, maybe it's not, right? So I want to undo it. So I can write a script that undoes something Google wanted to do. Another good example, the uh, the daily budget over delivery used to be 20% for the longest time. It was always you could spend up to 120% of your daily budget in any given day. Google, from one day to the next, is like, well, you know what, guys? It's 200% now. Really good reasoning behind it, right? Like day of week patterns do shift by more than 20%. But we've been managing accounts for 10 years knowing that it's 120%. You change that on me. Like that changes how I need to go into my accounts and what I need to look at. So I want to go back to the way it was. 30 lines of code. That took care of it. 30 lines of code, right? Mm -hmm. All it does is it says, what is your budget? How much have you spent so far today? How much are you willing to spend more? 20%. If it's more than that, pause it for the rest of the day. And tomorrow you can bring it back online. Very simple stuff. And so that's the things that we're, we're, we're undoing what Google's doing. But at the same time, Google has its own library of sample scripts. Um, and so those are, I suppose, more Google approved. Though again, I mean, I think even inside of Google, you will find certain people fighting over certain methodologies, right? Should you be doing single keyword ad groups, you know, different account structures, like what what they think about them. Cool. Mike from uh, Facebook, and by the way, Fred, our, our audience, even though it's a PPC, Google Ads, Bing audience, are in love with Facebook. They love Facebook. So we always shout out Facebook for our audience. Um, no. And, um, and all the engagements <laughs> that you can get on Facebook. But uh, oh, Mike, yeah. Mike sent us a message on Facebook and... Um, he wanted to know what kind of are some of the best scripts for reporting. And so the way I want to ask you that is you've been in the trenches just like us. You've you've had clients that you, you've done a great job on Google Ads accounts, just like Chris and I do. And you have to convey that to clients that don't know hardly anything about Google Ads technically. So as you've been reporting to clients over the years, what are some of the ways you use scripts to help you with your reporting to clients? Yeah, I mean, so I mentioned quality score a number of times. That is one thing we like to bring in because people at some point have heard about it, even if they don't understand what it is. So Google makes it really difficult to report on it in a nice way. So we have scripts that will do like account level aggregation, show you historical quality score, uh, which by the way, Google does, but but they do it in such a way that it's really difficult to use, um, honestly. So, and, and we just make that easier. So we plug that in. Now, from a reporting perspective, I'm a big believer in kind of being high level with the client, right? I mean, ultimately they care about how much am I spending and how much am I making? Let's go a little bit deeper than that. Let's maybe talk about some campaigns that are working, some that aren't. But really, I don't need to show you a search query report because that's why you hired an agency, right? That's why you have a tool because you you just don't want to go into that level of depth. So I try to shy away from that. And that's also where I see see a lot of people, they love doing Excel reporting. And that's that's what they consider a report. Here's an Excel spreadsheet with 50 tabs. And and maybe that works for some clients, but but I think typically a PDF or a presentation with the top level is great. And then if it goes into a discussion of, hey, something's not working in this campaign, let's figure it out. That's where the account managers, that's where the PPC experts go in. And actually, that's when you go into... Um, an Excel spreadsheet. So I see the reports done through ad scripts generally more useful to account managers than clients, 
and actually, I'll, I'll give you one great example. So we have a methodology in Optimizer, but you can replicate it fairly easily outside. But say that you're looking for keywords that have driven no conversions but spent a lot of money uh, over the last 30 days, right? You might say those are keywords we should remove. But wouldn't it be interesting to know, did those keywords stop performing in the last 30 days or have they never performed in the past year? So now we're looking at double date ranges. Google doesn't really make it that easy to do double date ranges to do comparisons. And maybe two date ranges, okay, that's fine. But four date ranges to see if something's been declining in performance week over week, like that's really difficult. That's perfect for a reporting script. You can say, oh, pull the keyword, pull seven days data, the last seven days, seven days before that. Keep doing that. I mean, do it 30 times if you want, right? You would never do that manually because it's so much work. But in the script, you just code it up. You hit the button and it goes and boom, here you have it. It's, it's a perfect report to help you make a decision. Interesting. So it sounds like for reporting for Mike out there, use it to get better as an AdWords manager, Google Ads manager, and get information that you may not be able to see just by looking at the account um, as opposed to sending those kind of reports to clients. Now, another question that people, our audience have, a lot of our audience, they do Google Ads, but they also do a lot of Bing. And even though we don't, we usually don't talk that much about Bing on this show because uh, we're so Google Ads focused, there's a lot of Bing activity going on. I mean, even if it's only, I don't know, you could say 10 to 30%, maybe closer to 10, but of the activity that happens on Google Ads happens on Bing, that's still a lot. So does Bing have scripts? Is it the same kind of open system Google Ads has? What's going on with Bing? Yeah, literally last week, they came out with their own version of Bing ad scripts. Just last week. Just last week. So this is very timely. <laughs> um, they, they've had it for a little while in beta, but now it's a global public beta. So anyone can go into their account. They have it at the MCC level. They have it at the single account level. Capability-wise, it's still a little bit less than what Google has, but they are building quickly. If anyone wants to use it, check out my post on Search Engine Land. It has a couple of snippets of code to help you do very critical things that Bing doesn't quite have, um, such as sending an email, right? So it's funny because Bing has these scripts and they can't send email, they can't talk to uh, reports, they can't do labels, and they can't generate spreadsheets. So like every output of a script, it's just not there. So I literally have to sit there looking at what the script is doing for it to be oh, successful. No. Um, but we've plugged some of those holes. So if you want code that actually generates an email or does something quasi labelish, um, you can just grab it from us and, and start using it. And so the, the, the one thing that Bing has done that's really, really nice is they can actually automatically transform Google Ad Script to Bing Ad Script. They'll do the find and replaces uh, that are necessary so that in some cases you may be able to use an existing AdWords script and just put it into Bing and it'll work. Oh, wow. That's cool. And then funny, like you, you talked about how 10, 30%, right? Uh, or that's the market share of Bing. That's what the typical advertiser sees. But that makes it even so much more important to do automation because like where are all of us spending time? Well, it's in AdWords because that's where all the money's going. But we know we should be doing Bing, but we don't have time to do Bing. So it's this chicken and egg type of problem. But now that you have more automation, you can actually start to do really good management for Bing um, that you just would have maybe skipped in the past because it wasn't worth your time. Mm. Right. That's a good point. Now, speaking of that, I've, I've got a little rant slash question to end here on. Um, but Chris, before I do that, any final questions for Fred? No, well, there is one thing, Fred, what part of scripts haven't we asked that you think is probably some of the coolest parts of scripts? 
Oh, wow. Some of the coolest parts of scripts. Um, and I, and I want to know, how do you use scripts the most? I'd be curious about that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, so scripts for me, I see them as a way to do a proof of concept of something I've been wanting to do. Um, so it usually starts, we're doing stuff in a spreadsheet and then we're like, this is kind of cool, but I need to expand on it. Um, so then I write a script and then if that script works out well and becomes kind of popular, then we turn it into a fully fledged API tool that can work on massive accounts. That's very easy to use because it has better graphical user interface. Um, and if you look at optimizer, actually, and I know we'll talk about optimizer, but I'll, I'll kind of lead into it here is that some of our most popular tools like the rule engine, like the campaign automator tool, they all came from scripts. So we had customers saying, hey, you know, we, we have kind of a template, we have structured data, we need to just build out massive campaigns through this. The script is amazing because it can look at your data source, it can take the template, it puts the two together and it spits it out, right? And now it's highly repeatable and it, it even becomes inventory driven because if the underlying data changes, well, the script knows to take some stuff offline. Um, the reality was, you know, when we talked about the fear of changing scripts, like we were actually asking people, write your whole template for keywords, for ads, for ad group names in code, in JavaScript, like that's scary. Um, you know, that could be 50 lines of code. And again, like I said, you forget a semicolon, the whole thing breaks. But it was a good proof of concept, right? So we were able to kind of manually do it for people, make sure this was working. And then we were like, yeah, uh, this uh, people love this. We got to build it out as a full-fledged tool. So, uh, and then the other thing that I, I did that I thought was really cool was um, what led into the rule engine, which was a situation where uh, it was a client with long conversion cycles, uh, multi-stage conversions, uh, sparse data. So they had to use multiple lookback windows. They had to look at different types of conversions and try to sort of figure out like, where do we just have enough data to make a decision? But it took so much looking around the account that we said, let's script it out. And so we looked at 27 uh, date ranges or combinations of different entities in the account, right? So if we didn't have enough keyword data for seven days, we might look at the ad group data for seven days. And if we still didn't have enough, then we'd look at keyword for 30 days. And so we'd be jumping back and forth, but that was really complicated. So we scripted that out. Um, and now what they used to do in like four hours, they can do in 10 minutes. Right. And I, I do that all the time myself. What I call problem keywords, keywords that have a lot of spend and not, not a good cost per conversion or no conversions over time period. I'm constantly going like, okay, I'm looking at last 14 days right now. But maybe that's not enough, big enough and I want to look last 30 days. So I love the way you're saying scripts just basically, they take the ideas in your head about Google Ads and how to improve it, how to use it better. And it allows you to just create that and see if it works. And what I want to talk about Optimizer for a second because I, I got into this business to make a boatload of money and also <laughs> to help clients run great advertising campaigns and help them as well. But... I want to make a bunch of money. And as you're a small agency, a freelancer, a consultant, you get 10 clients, 15 clients, and it's good money, but you're not making boatloads of money, but your time is starting to get crunched because you're only one person. So a couple of years ago, I, I had the, the light bulb idea. Oh, I have to learn scripts. I have to learn how to automate this. And then I guess after hearing you talk about it, I was a classic example. I looked at scripts. I could read what they are. I could read the description of them. But as soon as I saw a semicolon and a forward slash in JavaScript, my mind just exploded and I, I lost all interest in it because I, I'm not a coder and I don't have, it's just not something naturally 
I'm good at or ever going to be good at. So then I started looking for softwares because I was like, okay, maybe someone's done this for me. And I'm not going to name them, but I looked at other softwares and they suggested, one of the softwares suggested that I add (laughs) a suburb as a negative keyword. Like say it was Moobers in this suburb, say Edmond, Oklahoma. And it said, oh, the word Edmond, we don't recognize what that word is. That's probably a negative keyword. And I'm sitting there going, that is ridiculous because the geo keywords are some of the best keywords ever. So obviously this one's a waste of my time. But then I but then I found Optimizer. And besides the great customer service, besides the constant innovation, the thing that I loved about it is I said to myself, okay, whoever made this thing, and it turned out to be you, obviously was in the accounts and has figured out things like geo keywords are perfect and don't need to be negative keywords. And just every part of Optimizer was things that I did week to week on my accounts. And I was like, okay, someone's been in the trenches and they made this a software. So everyone knows I always recommend it. I highly recommend it for this stuff. My question to you is, is a way to look at Optimizer and an accurate description, is it basically a nice interface that I'm used to as a non-coder? Is it taking all the scripts and putting them into a good interface that I'm comfortable using? Is that a good way to look at Optimizer? Yeah, so it's much more than that. Um, and thank you for the very kind words, and I'm happy we're, uh, we've been able to help you, and you've yeah. been able to help us. But uh, but yeah, so the, on the we call it enhanced scripts. That is a pretty interface on top of the scripts, right? That's exactly what it is. A couple of key things we do there. So Google changes its APIs and its scripting reference basically three four times a year. Um, so think about when converted clicks. Those stopped existing at one point. Well, we had many scripts that were using converted clicks. We actually rewrote all of those scripts in the back end. Our customers, because they had a pretty interface on top of it, never had to worry about recopy and pasting anything. If you go to free AdWords scripts, you pick up a script that was written even a year ago, it may very well break because things have changed, right? So these things, there is a maintenance component to it. That's the beauty of Optimizer. We handle the maintenance we handle the graphical user interface. We make it really easy to use. And we also do like error checking so that it's far less likely you're going to see issues with it. Uh, but aside from that, like helping you find keywords, helping you do ad testing, helping you do better reporting, like all of that is built through the API. And that's because we work with really a, a whole range of accounts. We've touched some of the biggest accounts in AdWords and they simply don't work on scripts. And, and that's an important thing to know, right? So scripts have a 30-minute time limit. They have a limit to how many entities in AdWords they can touch. So a poorly written script will not be able to manage an account of a million keywords. Um, a well-written script will be able to do that. But, but, but there is a difference, right? So it's, you can do a quick and easy, dirty job, but um, that doesn't always then work out. So in Optimizer, we've built these tools through the API so that it works for anyone. It works for MCC. It works for single accounts. You don't have to worry about a lot of that complexity that's behind the scenes. Well, I I couldn't do what I do without it. And since the day I found Optimizer, that's the last time I ever tried to learn about scripts. And that's why I just haven't had that much knowledge to share about them because you guys, you do it for me and you do it way better. So I love it. It's it's been fascinating to to hear you talk about scripts. And um, I encourage everyone to check out optimizer.com, O-P-T-M-Y-Z-R, optimizer.com. And on Twitter, Fred, I thought, I, I was like, I couldn't even make up a name this good myself. Silicon yeah, <laughs> Valets, at Silicon Valets, V-A-L-L-A-E-Y-S. 
So Optimizer, Twitter, is there anything else you want to share with our audience? Yeah. Uh, so if anyone has become interested in maybe checking out Optimizer, um, let's extend a discount on your first payment. Uh, we'll do 10% oh, on wow. top of any other discounts we have. Just email my support team and mention the show and mention Jason and Chris, and then we'll know what it came from here. And we'll know that the, uh, we can offer that one-time discount. But uh, but awesome. yeah, we lo- I-, I love scripts. And, and even if you're using Optimizer, still try to learn them a little bit. I mean, I think there's so much value in it. And as the world changes, it's the more that you understand some code, I, th- I think um, you're going to put yourself in like an awesome position. And hopefully, hopefully by then I'm rich and retired because I'm not going to be able to keep up with the kids because as soon as I see that semicolon, I just fall asleep. Um, but yeah. the, one of the yeah. big takeaways I got today was, yes, it is natural to have that worry about scripts, about changing all the things in your account. But it sounds like the place for everyone to start is on those notification scripts about ads not running or ad approval and all that kind of stuff. So I think that was a a great takeaway as well. But Fred, um, thank you very much for coming on the Paid Search Podcast. You've been flown around the world, Italy, Europe, all over the um, uh, United States. But today you were on the Paid Search Podcast. So uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And we sincerely thank you a ton for coming on. And everybody will be back next Monday with the next episode of the Paid Search Podcast.